The AFL season is a little over a week away. Jeez, we cannot wait. You can smell it in the air. Joining us down the line to preview what is to come is none other than David Ox Schwartz. David, welcome back to the program. Oh, Matty, great to be back for 2023. Thank you very much for taking the time and uh, great to have you back here with us. Uh, You've been up to a fair bit since we last spoke. (laughs) I've got a little bit on the go. Yeah, so, uh, no, no, always busy. Um, Doing a bit of rehabilitation stuff with um, an addiction clinic, so just a bit of alcohol, drugs, gambling um, stuff. So, yeah, keeping keeping active and podcasting and a little bit of radio and... And all the normal stuff. But you're right, only a week to go before the footy starts, which is, uh, it seems like a long off-season. It just seems <laughs> longer than normal. It does, but uh, yeah, well, not too far away now. And uh, well, the Ds, a lot of people have them as their favourites heading into this 2023 season, your former club. Have you liked what you've seen from them in this off-season and the pre-season matches that they've played? Well, I think it's the best I've seen them, to be honest. Uh, even when they won couple of years ago, I, I, I just think the depth there, you know, they've got lots of flexibility, lots of versatility, uh, the two big boys, uh, Gondi, uh, they just look, you know, they look hard, they just look like they're going to be really tough to, to break down. I think Melbourne's most impressive part is their back line, you know, just when you think that might be getting a little bit long in the tooth, they just find players and <clears throat> they just seem to be able to regenerate. I think the hour coming in will be really important. Harrison Petty fit, you know, Lever and May, obviously, we know who they are. But once Christian Salem gets over his thyroid issue, um, well, I think their back line's pretty solid. Gordy combined for six goals uh, over the weekend against Richmond. Geez, they looked good. But are people overreacting just a little bit to, to what these two could, could become? Uh, I don't think they're overreacting. I, I, look, I, I think the hype is justified. But at the same time, you know, one... Swallow doesn't make a summer, so I, I'm, I'm very aware that you know a performance like that won't happen every week. Uh, but they're hard to match up on, and you know if, if Gorn's having a bad day, well Grundy can step up, and if Grundy's having a bad day, well you think Gorn might be able to step up. But I think with Ben Brown, who you know, we've got, you know Ben Brown, Gorn, and Grundy, you know we're talking they're almost they're all six eight plus. It's pretty hard to stop. And then you throw in a Tom McDonald who's as versatile as anybody. You throw in Cosy Pickett, and then you've got Bailey Fritch who knows what he's doing, and you've got Petrarca resting forward. Goodness me, it becomes it becomes a headache for a lot of defences. Are they the team to beat in the competition this year? Oh, I think Geelong is still probably the yardstick. They haven't they haven't lost a lot. They lost Joel Selwood, but you know they 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 still find players. Um, you know they're they're very good. I think Richmond will be a lot better than what we saw the other night too. So don't so don't take too much into that. They're a couple, probably a couple of weeks behind, but um, I think there's a lot of depth there. I think Carlton are going to improve, and then you've got Sydney who were very good in Brisbane who have improved their list too. So no, it, it's never easy to win. You've got to get you know at round ten of last year you would have thought Melbourne were the absolute certainties, but you cop an injury or two and you drop off intensity, and all of a sudden things fall over. It, it you know you. Your season can, you know, end pretty abruptly. So you need a bit of luck. You need um, the right frame of mind, and you just need to play good footy at the right time of the year because it's, you know, the first ten weeks is nothing compared to the last ten weeks. Mm. Are you willing to make a, a top eight prediction just yet, Ox? For Melbourne or for the whole competition? For the whole competition, your, your top eight. Uh, well, all those sides I just mentioned. So let's not put them in order, but let's just say okay. Melbourne, Geelong, Richmond, Sydney. Uh, and Carlton, 
So I'll have those five in there. Um, I think Port Adelaide will be a sneaky, so let's make them number six. Western Bulldogs number seven, and remember this is no particular order. And uh, who will I put in as the eighth? Let's put in. Um, see where the eighth guy will be. Can't be Adelaide, can it? No, can't be West Coast. Won't be. Uh, let's put in Fremantle. Okay. Let's put the, let's put the Dockers in just. Uh, just as the eighth side. They were, like, they were good last year. Um, they got Jackson, obviously, and they've fanned a little bit. They've lost a little bit as well. So, yeah, let's make Fremantle the eighth one, but no particular order. What are your thoughts on Nat Five playing up more as a permanent forward? Yeah, I think I think when you get to his age and, you know, the amount of knocks his body has taken, um, he just can't do what he used to do. You know, time catches up on everybody and it's, it's I think it's almost caught him, but... You know, I've learned the lesson too often that you're right, champions off at your own peril. And I'm not about to do that with Nat Fife because he's been one of my favourite footballers to watch. The last couple of years haven't been great, but um, uh, just hopefully he has a good pre-season and his body holds up because I love watching good players like Nat Fife because they can do things that other players can't do. Hopefully he's been working on his kicking for goal because that's always been an issue for him. And if he does that, well, um, you know, Fremantle have got another target up forward that is a serious threat that has to be curtailed, so he takes a very good defender. And how do you think Luke Jackson will fit into the, the Fremantle Dockers side? He's a good player. We, we know he's a good player. He's going to play good footy. He, you just have to watch him play. He really enjoys it. I don't, I don't think he enjoyed it for the second half of the year because he had a lot on his mind, but um, the only problem I've, I've got with Luke is that when you command big money, you've got, to, you've got to deliver. So he can't afford to have three good games and then three bad games. He's good and uh, bad games have got to get closer together. So he's got to be a much more consistent player. And occasionally, he has to win the match off his own boot. He's going to have to take the game by the scruff of the neck. So a little bit of pressure on him when you command the big bucks. But um, you know, I, I think he's up to it if, he, uh, if his body stays healthy. What about the West Coast Eagles? Do you think they'll be closer to the top eight or closer to the bottom of the ladder? Uh, near the bottom. I, I don't like their list at all. I don't like their list profile. I don't like... I saw really bad signs last year. I mean, they held on to a couple of players too long. I think a couple of players had, you know, really committed to a, a thorough training pro program. They looked heavy. Um, I think there's a lot of holes. I think Oscar helps coming back, but you know, I, I think they rely on too few to deliver. So you know, we need Elliot Yo and we need Nick Nat really fit and firing. Um, but no, I, I think their list profile is not great, and uh, I think bottom four for them. Okay, so you mentioned Port Adelaide. You think they'll make their way into the top eight. Why do you yeah. feel that way about Port? Because I like their mids. I, I think Connor Rosie and Butters, and and they've got enough depth up forward to be able to um, kick a score. So, um, and they're hard to beat at home. Like that, they win. They win a fair share of games. They're, they're a bit of they're backyard bullies in a way. They beat the sides they should beat. They struggle against the very good sides, but they're going to win their 13, 14 games for the year. And that'll get them into a final series. So, um, you know, and if they if they get their forwards going, um, so uh, they've they've got some big boys down there that know how to play. Um, but they've just you know with Charlie and and so forth, um, they've just yeah they've they've just got to get it to work. And 
I'm a big I'm a big believer in Ken Hinckley and what he does. So um, I think they'll be pretty good. Now, before you join me on the show today, we didn't discuss me asking the question about a top eight. So it was a little bit on the spot. But I did notice no <laughs> no, no Collingwood <laughs> no Collingwood yeah. in there. I, I, I look. I, I, I like Collingwood and I love their coach. I love Craig Craig. The one thing about the Pies is they won you know nearly seven games by a kick last year. They're not going to do that again. And Nathan Buckley made the same point earlier on the week. Um, I think I think a lot of sides will work out what Collingwood are about. Um, they'll they'll know how to shut them down. I think they caught a lot of teams by surprise. They do have some wonderful young talent. It's also a bit of an aging list too. So um, you know, Penelope will go back, and you know, I'm not sure about their big ruckman. Um, you know, the, the next type that they gave up Grundy for. I'm not sure how good he's going to be compared to say Grundy, but they were good last year, no doubt but I don't think they're going to win those close games again this year. So I'm going to say they're going to miss. Okay. And you're, and you're liking the Blues to be the biggest risers in 2023? Yeah, I do. I, I just think if they stayed healthy, and I know they've had a couple of early injuries as well, geez, I like their profile. I really like the way that they've been able to get the youth, you know, we're in with the experienced players now. And, you know, Cripps is now experienced. Kennedy's experienced. You know, Weedering's experienced. So they've got a good flattering of, you know, experienced players over the ground. Look at these kids in like the conning and so forth. All of a sudden, you've got real exuberance, and um, know a few people down in Carlton, and they're pretty buoyant about what they're saying. Okay, so uh, a lot to look forward to in 2023. Who do you feel is the best player in the competition right now as we head towards the season? Oh, uh, look, I, and I'll be a little bit biased here. I'm a huge fan of Christopher Traker and, and Clayton Oliver. I think they're they're two of the best, probably four or five midfielders in the comp, and they're really hard to stop. So if Petrarca doesn't get you, Oliver does. So I'm going to say that combination is mm. as good as any combination going around. Um, I, I, I'm a huge believer in, in Butters over at uh, Port Adelaide. I think if his body holds up, we're going to see him do some... So what kind of rows he did last year, I think Butters can do that, plus probably 10 or 20%. He's, I'm mm. a real believer that he could be a Brownlow medalist in time to come. Wow, that is huge wraps uh, for Zach Butters. So we'll definitely keep a big eye on him uh, in the 2023 season for the Port Adelaide Football Club. Uh, so much to look forward to. Cannot wait for what is to come. Ox, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting on the program this afternoon. Thank you very much for taking the time. And, uh, well, we look forward to a big season ahead. Pleasure. Go, D. And there he goes. David Ox Schwartz, I thank him for his time on the show today.